I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. March the 30th was the first day for two coronavirus drive-through testing sites, one in Brownsville and one in Edinburgh. The sites were opened by the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley School of Medicine. If you have no insurance, you can get tested if no cost if you're showing some symptoms. Coronavirus testing is limited to individuals 18 years of age or older that are showing symptoms or have had contact with a COVID-19 patient. Steve Taylor spoke to the dean of the UTRGV School of Medicine, Dr. John Krause. Hello, it's Dr. Krause. Dr. Krause, it's Steve Taylor, Rear Grandy Guardian. How are you today? Good talking with you again. Nice to talk to you, uh, Dr. Krause. Thank you so much for giving us some time at such an extraordinary time. And your press guys suggested we, we chat because today's the first day for this drive-through testing setup that you've put in place in Brownsville and Edinburgh. Yes. So uh, how's it going? Going great. Interestingly, over the weekend, we had uh, 450 calls requesting testing. Um, this morning, the phones were just lighting up all morning. So um, we are testing in both Edinburgh and Brownsville, going very smoothly. Um, but obviously, there was a great demand and need for the testing that we're offering. In a way, that's sort of um, that's not good news, is it? If people fear they may have the virus and and didn't know how to check it out, and now they can, um, if they if those people their fears are confirmed, we could have a huge spike. Well, and we probably will be having some spike. I think if you look around the country, um, it, it's clear that we are at the start of this um, disease course here in the Valley right now. Um, that's why we need to get the testing out there. We, we need to get people who need to be isolated in that state. Uh, it's, it's just important that we begin to uh, chip away at, all, at these people who are in the community who have been sick and just have been wondering what's been going on. So was there was that was testing difficult before you set this up? Were there any any other outlets, any other places they could go? Well, we were doing testing in our employee health and student health offices. We were also doing testing in our uh, one of our primary care sites. Uh, but you actually had to come in as a patient in person and present with symptoms there. And, and we've been sending off tests from those sites for several weeks now. But what we needed to do was create something where someone could, does not need to get out of the car, has a much more um, efficient and, um, and safer way of going about testing. So, um, yes, we've had some of this in the last couple of weeks. This just allows us to expand that much further. Okay. Do you, could you walk us through how it works? I know, first of all, if someone's uh, afraid they may have the virus, they, they have to phone in first. Walk us through the different steps. And also, sure. at the end, where you send the, the samples. I mean, are they being, sure. are they being done in the valley or, or are they going out of state or what happens? Well, what we're doing, again, we are only testing people who are 18 years of age and older. They have to be symptomatic, so they need to be having fever, respiratory symptoms, or contact with a COVID-19 patient. And they need to then call our uh, patient 
Education Call Center, which is one eight three three U T R G V M D. And when if you know if they are screened as having those symptoms, they will be given an appointment time at one of our two sites where they can come to that site. They can present identification. They can then drive through. They'll be swabbed. They'll have a nasal swab done in the car, and then they will be able to leave. Um, we are actually creating and processing those tests at UTRGV. We have the ability in our virology lab, which is a lab that has been certified for testing in things like Zika virus and dengue fever, um, but we have now used that lab or, or uh, retrofitted that lab, if you will, to be doing COVID-19 testing. So we're actually doing that in-house. Um, and we have a turnaround on that testing of 36 to 40 hours. So we're trying to give rapid test results. We do not need to send those out at this point. Um, and we will be able to continue to scale up the number of tests as we move forward. Is it a particularly, um, uh, is it a, a skill, a medical professional really has to have tremendous skill to be able to do, to do the tests, you know, to, to check whether this, this sample shows that, that they've got the virus and this one have, ha, have a, haven't got it? Is that something that's sort of brand new to the Valley, that we've got that ability, understanding of what the virus, we know enough about the virus now to, to know how to do the test, or, uh, analyze the test? No, it's it's a standard approach, and uh, we have uh, doctoral, PhD trained virologists who do the sampling. It's called uh, RNA PCR, so it's a taking of the RNA from the virus. It's running it through an assay where they actually extract that, and then they um, process that through a device that allows that to to grow and then to be measured the next day. So it is a um, an assay that's done by trained PhDs in virology. Mm -hmm. They've been thrown in, thrown in at the deep end by the sound of it. Uh, we've we've had you know we we need to be able to adapt to the needs of the community and and as I've told others it's you know one of the advantages of having a large research university such as UTRGV is we're able to do these kind of things in order to support our community. Mm. Did you say how many per day that you hope to be able to do? We're starting at first just to make sure everything is working as we want in about forty five a day and we're going to up uh, up that number over the rest of the week. So we're hoping to be able to run about 100 a day through this uh, system. That is a small number, but it's a number that at least gets us much further than we've been. And then we continue to look for other devices, other ways that we can process more samples. And we hope to continue to scale that up over the next several weeks. Mm -hmm. And then you off, off, obviously have to give those reports as well to the state. The state's asking, um, you know, every every area every county every part every region to to sure. re report sure yeah and of course we coordinate you know with closely with the county health department and the state health department i mean in order that we can trace the contacts of individuals in, you know, in order to try to um, decrease the spread, then, of course, we work very closely with our county public health officials. Mm -hmm. So how much, how many days will you have to do this before you can uh, have enough data to say, we think we know what the trends are in the valley? Oh, I think it's going to be two weeks. You know, I, I think really, given the fact that the incubation period 
of the virus can be up to two weeks. You really won't know if you're making an effect for at least that period of time. So we'll continue to, to watch this. You know, I, I think you'll see over the next two weeks um, the numbers go up at a fairly steep rate given the fact that you're starting to see people um, with community spread. But always, as we've seen elsewhere around the world, once you start to test, you find more cases that you would not have otherwise. So some of the, the spike that you're going to see here in the next couple of weeks is just going to be a, a factor of us doing more testing. And if, 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 if that's proven uh, correct, that we do have community spread, that, yes. that, that really is uh, a real danger sign, I guess. Well, it is, and it, in, in many ways it's inevitable, which is why it's so, so important that we follow the shelter-in-place orders of our county officials. That's the only way that we get this virus under control is by slowing its spread. The only way that we keep ourselves from overwhelming our hospital resources is by slowing its spread. So we really need the public to heed those warnings that the, the county officials and the judges and the health departments are giving our communities right now. And I think I've read some read that the, the usually when when people are tested the the rate of positive cases identified is about 10% of all those that are tested. Mm -hmm. So if about 10 to 15%, that's right. Okay, so if your numbers are different to that, that also would tell you give you a story, you know, a, an explanation as to where this region is. If you're higher yeah, or lower that, than that. Well, I think I think it depends on how if how yes, that that's true. The um, what we found in the in the those tests that we've done <clears throat> In our office sites, we've been under 10% positive, actually, in the tests we've done in our offices over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll continue to watch that, you know, what is the yield rate? But I think you're right that if we see higher yields, it may suggest that there is more disease than we thought. I guess one last question is, what other good things are you doing for the community at the university, the School of Medicine, for on the coronavirus, other than this testing? I'm sure there's lots of things you're doing, but anything else you want to flag, uh, other than the drive-through testing? Well, we're, we've ramped up our uh, primary care office sites so that patients can be seen within 24 hours for anything, you know, for, for symptoms, for other respiratory symptoms. So we certainly have physicians available. We have increased our use of telemedicine. So we, are, we have capacity to actually reach out through uh, telemedia in order to give care to patients in their homes to diagnose and treat patients in their homes. We have medical students that are involved in uh, working with giving patients advice um, at our call center. So we're, we're doing a number of things in order to try to reach out and take care of the community and, and making sure that we can reach those people who may not be able to leave their homes right now. And last, I know you've got lots of reporters looking to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. So um, what's, what, what's your last message to the community today? The last message is stay home. Stay home. Avoid contact with people right now. We're going to be in this situation where we need to practice very good social distancing. Mm. That's the only way we're going to slow this down. That's the only way we're going to keep our community as healthy as it could be. So please heed the advice of your county officials who are advising you around sheltering in place and avoiding unnecessary travel. Dr. Krause, uh, Dean Krause from the School of Medicine, thank you so much for today's interview. Thank you. You take care.
here, Steve. Will do. Coronavirus testing is limited to individuals 18 years of age or older that are showing symptoms or have had contact with a COVID-19 patient. If you're showing symptoms, call 1-833-UTRGVMD. Again, let me repeat that phone number. If you're showing symptoms, call one 1- 833-UTRGVMD. I'm Mario Munoz, hermit by government request, reporting for The Real Grande Guardian.